So as you may know, I'm from Hawaii, and uh, the, the, the culture in Hawaii is something that's unique and beautiful, and it's something that I, I want to share with you because that's a part of who I am and a part of my heritage. And one of the special things about Hawaii is Hawaii has a beautiful respect for kupuna. If, if you live in Hawaii, the, the people of Hawaii give be- just respect their kupuna in such a beautiful way. And another thing I love about Hawaii is the extension of their oh- the, 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 the feeling of ohana in Hawaii. And what that means is that, that you can be someone that's um, not a part of my family, but if you're older than I am, and when I greet you, I greet you with an auntie or an uncle. You're instantly family in Hawaii. Uh, and, and here, I know it's different. We call people miss or mister. But in Hawaii, we refer to them as auntie or uncle. And so about a month and a half ago when Renata was down here visiting, as we were beginning to talk about this opportunity, she came to the service and she was greeted in the service with someone tapping her on the shoulder. And when she turned around, she was greeted with a hug and, hi, auntie, and a big hug. And it was Sterling Sakuma. I think he's here today. I saw him earlier. And Sterling was serving as our summer intern here in Hawaii, uh, at Mission Church. But he came from the Bridge Church, and so he knew Renata. And for the rest of that day into the next day, Renata just kept referencing again and again, Oh, I was so blessed when, when Sterling gave me a hug and called me auntie. It took me back to being in Hawaii. But also, another thing that I think it did was it just made her feel welcomed as, as family here. You know, she, she, she's coming by with, with she and Naomi. But my prayer is that we can be her ohana as she is moving here. And that's one of the beautiful things I love about the, the, the culture of Hawaii is that the extension of family is such a beautiful thing. We, we have ohana everywhere. We can call people uncle and auntie, and we honor our kapuna. And, and, and what I'd like to do is let you know that this, this culture that we find in Hawaii is something that we find in scripture as well, too. And so, uh, one of the beautiful passages of Scripture that shows respect and, and honor comes to us as a command in the fifth command that God gives to us in the Ten Commandments. You probably already are thinking through, oh, I know that command. And I'm going to share that out of the, uh, the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible because we're talking about Kupuna Sunday today. And so, in the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible, in, in uh, Exodus chapter 12, Chapter 20, verse 12. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, the fifth command says this. Show respect for your father and your mother. If you do that, then you're going to live a long time on top of the land that the Lord your God still gives you. Oh, so beautiful. I resonate with uh, this, this version of the Bible because I, I truly understand the, what it's asking us to do. Show respect to your father and your mother. Right? And that's, that's the honor, that's the ohana that comes to us from this beautiful culture from Hawaii. And you know, there's some debate whether or not the Ten Commandments were given in, in, in the form of uh, priority with the most important being first and, and then going down the, the, the line. I don't know what, what you guys think about that, but I think 
that that's how God gave us the Ten Commandments. The first commands that he give, gave to us were the most important, and, and therefore they, they were first. And so I just put a list of the Ten Commandments up here just to show you that the, the, first, three com, the first four commands that God gives to us is about our relationship with God. So here's the, the first four commands, right? You shall have no other God before me. That's command number one. The second one is you shall not make for yourselves any idols. Kind of in the same light. You know what? Make sure that God is first. Serve nothing else but God. You shall not use God's name in vain, right? Keep God's name holy. And the fourth command is remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. All of this is to make sure that the relationship that we have with God is the way that God intended it to be. We get to the fifth command. And if you, if you believe like I do that the Ten Commandments came to us in, in, in the form of the, the most important being shared first and being prioritized, five through ten are the commands and how we deal with one another. It, it speaks of the relationship that we have with, with not God, but with each other. And the first of those commands that God gives to us is the fifth command. And that fifth command, reading from the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible, is beautifully said, show respect to your father and your mother. And that's what we're called to do. Honor our father and our mothers. And um, this fifth command is the first command that God gives to Moses about our relationship with one another. It takes first priority. And um, the Ten Commandments, they, they teach us about our relationship with God and our relationship with one another and the priority that it gives to us in our relationships with one another is to highlight, to lift up the relationship we have with our parents. Now, when I read this passage of Scripture, when I read verse 12, honor your father and mother or show respect to your father and your mother, what I have in my mind always have been that our children are to respect our parents, right? Is that what you have in your mind, that you see little children giving honor and respect to the parents? But when, when you read this passage of Scripture and you understand the context from which it came, God gave this, this command to Moses on Mount Sinai. He brought it down from the mountain and shared it with the nation of Israel. And when he shared it with the nation of Israel, it was for all the people. It wasn't just for children. In fact, there were more adults there than there were children. And so this message then, which I used to interpret as the little children, make sure now you respect your mom and dad, listen to your parents. It really was for people like me and for you to make sure that we honor and we respect our parents, our fathers and our mothers. This was not a passage of scripture for just our children. This command was for you and me, regardless of our age. And that is to honor our father and mother. So if you have children, and you're a parent, I'm one of those, I have children, I'm a parent, and my parents, my mom is also alive, then, then there's, there's this beautiful chain that, that we build, where as I honor my mom, as I honor my parents, and my children honor me, they honor grandparents as well, too. And in the Tea Garden family, there are five generations of this chain that move up. Wasn't that beautiful? I just find that so beautiful. 
that you guys are here today and you're celebrating. And, and uh, I know Brad is a brand new grandpa, but, so congratulations, Brad and Krista. Um, they just got their first grandchild, and we celebrate that with you. And so this, this honoring our, our father and our mother is something that we move up the chain so that it's not just father and mother, but it goes up to the heritage from which we come. As I honor my father and mother, and my children honor me, they, they honor the father and mother as well, our father and mothers as well too. This word honor, it's a, it's a, as I began to look into it, the word honor has with it the, the idea of it being what you value in, in the weight of something. Like, like when we value gold, right? The, 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 the way we value gold is that the, the value of the gold grows as it gets weightier which I'm really excited about because in the last year, my value has grown so much. <laughs> and I should be honored much more than I am. I just want you to know that. And <laughs> the honor in this passage of Scripture, as it, as it relates to the weight of, of the value, right, the weightier it is, the honor is referred to the weight of the relationship that we have. And as parents, many of you are parents here today. You understand the weight that you carry for the relationship of, uh, for the for the for the relationship you have with your children, right? As 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 parents, we we carry a heavy load, and and we hopefully it's not too heavy a burden, but man, we carry this love for our children, regardless of how old they are. When my children were little, man, I, I, I just, you know, I adored them. They're adults now, and my love for them has grown as they have grown into adults. And one of the things that I want to speak to are adult children. I am one. And if you are an adult child, we kind of get to the place sometimes when, when we don't see our parents the way we used to. Um, I think this, this is something that, that's happened in my life and maybe has happened in your life as well. Because when, when, we were, when we were little, in God's design for the family, the weight of ohana, the weight of family, is built into the way God designed our family. And when our children were little, our children, they clung to us. I have a picture of... Um, of us, my, my family, when, when they were really little. We were visiting the zoo, and uh, see Renata, she's back there with, with, I don't know if it's Ian or Evan, but there's Rochelle and I. And those of you who know my daughter, Annika, at college, Annika is the one that I'm holding there in my hand. She's, and Brienne is right there. See how Brienne's clinging to me? This picture, right, I love this picture because it shows a picture of how children innately cling to their parents, right? They, they, what, what, when my kids were that little, they thought I was perfect. They did, right? And, 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 and they were right. No. <laughs> when, when I was little, I thought the same of my parents. I thought my parents could do no wrong. They were the smartest people in the world. I thought my dad knew Kung Fu, and he could beat up every other dad of the other kids in school. You know, that's how we all felt when we were little. And that's how, that, that, that's how it should have been, right? Because that's how God created us. We clung to our parents. But as our kids grew up, 
they, they, things began to change. They began to become more independent of me, right? And, and if you're an adult, adult, you've grown independent of your parents and you're finding the independence and that's how it should be. Kids need to do that. Children, as they grow up, need to do that. But this is also when other relationships that our children have become weightier than ours. We're we're seeing that in in our lives as well. Rochelle and I are seeing that. If you're a parent of children that are growing up, or maybe your children have already grown up, and they have children of their own, what you have seen and what you've witnessed is, as a parent, your children that once used to cling on to you, they no longer hold you that way anymore. And instead, they're holding on to other relationships in their lives. And the weight of the relationship that you used to have with your child is different. You still have the same weightiness of the relationship that you hold, but they've changed. And that's true. I think, I, I think many of us are experiencing that and they're going through that. And it's probably when they get a little bit older that our children see the flaws of their parents, right? And they go, hmm, see, that's why I can't put all my weight in this relationship that I have with you. But if that's happening, and I'm going to speak to the children now, as, as me being one of them, adult children with parents that have seen the flaws in our parents, that, that put our weight in the relationships that we have in other places, this is where Genesis 20:12 speaks to us. It speaks to you. Hear the word of the Lord one more time. Honor your father and mother. Show respect to your father and your mother. This is where this passage is so vital because it is a reminder to continue and to honor our parents even as we grow up and become adults. Because it's too easy in our world to take our parents for granted. Some parents out there, you want to say amen? It's too easy for our children, for me, to take my mom for granted at this place in my life. And what we're all called to do is live out this command regardless of how old we are. We are called to honor our mother, and our father. And you know what's so beautiful about this passage is it's, for, it's easy for us not to just look at this in terms of our, our biological parents, but even our spiritual parents as well too. This teaching applies to the family of God and the church is Jesus' family. We are all blood relatives because we're connected through the blood of Jesus. The church is not just a place to attend and to sing songs that we love. The church is a place where we we live out the call of God in all of our lives to honor and respect those in our spiritual family, to honor and respect our kupuna who are here today. I was so blessed to be a part of not just this to be the pastor, but to be the recipient of the Our Story sermon series. 
that we did because I wasn't, I wasn't the one preaching every message there. In fact, I got to listen to some of them. And, and when Pastor Paul brought up Claudine Todd Hunter and Claudine showed the pictures of, of when the church began on University Avenue and how it grew and developed and then how it moved to, to this location, what I was reminded of, and, and Bev Horton, you were pointing out the pictures uh, that were put up in, in the foyer by, by Cindy Stockwell. What I was reminded of is that our kupuna here in this church have built an amazing foundation for all of us to enjoy. Amen? We have kupuna here in our church who have done the hard work of dreaming about what it would look like for them to move from a comfortable place to a place like this. The radical faith that it took. I mean, can you imagine what would happen today if there was another piece of property and we said, we're going to move from here to there. That would radically change all of our lives, right? What? We're going to move from here to there and, and it's just a plot of land right now. But to have the faith enough to see it through, to pray through all that needed to take place for us now, because you all enjoy the beautiful air conditioning that I'm enjoying so much right now, and the comfortable chairs, and this beautiful sanctuary. Oh my goodness. Can I, I just take a moment for me to tell you that for 20 years in the church where I was at, we set up our church every single Sunday in a school cafeteria on hard plastic chairs with no air conditioning in Hawaii where the temperature sometimes got into the high 80s and low 90s and humidity was a real thing. Not like humidity here. I hear people complaining about humidity in San Diego and I just want to say, please stop. <laughs> what a beautiful sanctuary this is. It's not lost on me every Sunday when I stand up here. Because this is the first time as, as a pastor I can preach in a place that I can call my own. And it's special for me every single Sunday. And when I look out into the congregation and I see the barns and, and I see the Todd Hunters and Bev and, and I see Beulah out there and the Slaters, I am reminded of the people who have gone before me, who have laid the foundation so that I get the great privilege to stand here and share the word of God. I am so grateful for that. And today, I just want to remind our church that we have to, we, we're called to honor our kupuna in, in, in this way because of, of what they have done. And to the kupuna in, in the church, we thank you for your faithfulness to God, for the, for the wrinkles on your knees of the times that you have spent in prayer, for every financial gift that you've given into this church that allows us to do all that we do. And what a great example for the next generation of the church. One day I will be a kapuna, years from now. <laughs> and I get the great privilege to follow the, uh, the example that you set, Narita, for being a part of this church. I was on the phone this week talking, um, talking to Barbara Britton and she said to me, Pastor, I have been a part of Mission Church for over 60 years. And I was just reminded again of the beauty of the heritage of this church. 
to those who, who have laid the foundation today, we say, Mahalo Nui Loa. Thank you very much for what you have done and what you continue to do. And may your example impact the next generation of us who will lead this church into the future. My prayer for Mission Church is that we become the church here in San Diego that is known for our relationship with God and how we relate to one another, our relationships with one another. And my prayer is that we can live into being a church that authentically loves God, humbly serves one another, and intentionally shares Christ. That's our mission. And we want to do that well. I pray that in this church we can build strong, healthy, and beautiful relationships that are intergenerational. I had a great conversation with a student from Point Loma this week, and he was talking about some of the other churches that he's been a part of. And he said, there's a lot of churches out there where you walk in and it's really exciting, but there's nobody over 40 years old. <laughs> and he says, I miss that. I want to see an intergeneration. I'm going to be a part of an intergenerational church because he values the heritage that is in the church. And then he's also said there's a lot of churches that are really old that have no young people in it. <laughs> and it's true, right? The beauty of mission church is that we're a church that is growing in, in both areas. And how exciting that is. We want to be an intergenerational church that has strong, healthy, and beautiful relationships. Because our keiki, our children, need godly kupuna. And our kupuna, we need to invest in our keiki. We need to pray for them and build them up and make sure that there is a future that is strong for this church. Amen? You know what my prayer is for Mission Church? My prayer is that our kupuna feel every bit as honored here and they know that they're every bit as special as the babies in the nursery. You are. I just want you to know that. You're just as special as every baby we have in the nursery. Everyone here is. Because this is God's family. We're all a part of it. And I want you to know that I am trying to work hard to make Mission Church um, what God would have it to be. I'm not, I'm not here to make Mission Church a hip church with a cool vibe. That's not what I'm here to do. The moment you brought me in as your pastor, you lost that right there. <laughs> the only thing hip about me is that I have two of them and I can do the hula. That's the only thing hip about me. What I really want is for this church not even to be the in church here in San Diego. My prayer is that people will come to Mission Church because of the quality of the relationships we have with God and with one another. Where our kupuna are honored and our children are loved. And every single person in between can find a place where we can authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. I am just so blessed that I get the chance to be the pastor of this church. I want you to know that. And I'm looking forward to the days and the years ahead with you. I want to grow old and be your kupuna here at Mission Church. 
And with that, I want you to stand. And we're going to read a passage of Scripture together as our closing. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to, we're going to just end with a, a great song and, and, a, and a benediction by one of our, our teens today. I'd love for us to read the great commandment together because I think this passage holds true to the message that we live out here at Mission Church where we love God and we love one another. Let's read uh, Matthew 22, 37 to 39 together. Let's raise our voices to the Lord. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Father in heaven, today we are a united church. A church that loves you and a church, Lord God, that loves one another. And I pray, Father in heaven, that here at Mission Church, God, we would be established, standing on the firm foundation that those who have gone before us have laid. And we honor them, Lord God. And many of them are alive in this church. They've laid a great foundation that we can stand upon. And for those, Lord, who are coming up, my prayer is, Lord God, that we can see the example that was set and continue to live in it, to give ourselves, Lord God, to this beautiful place to grow this church as you would, Lord, to be a healthy church. I pray, Lord God, for our kupuna in our church today, that they today, not just today, but every day, would come here and feel loved and honored and respected. Because that's what your word teaches us, Lord God. The weightiness of this relationship, Lord God, is one that we hold in high value. Just be it behind the value of the relationship we have with you. Oh, Lord God, may your presence, Lord God, dwell richly today here at Mission Church and in the lives of our kupuna. And we thank you for them. May your favor be upon them and their children and their children.